0: Good day everyone and welcome to the Critics Couch. I am your host Dr. Nikki and today October 10th is actually World Mental Health Day. Believe it or not the World Health Organization came up with this concept several years ago but today especially um, they focus on mental health. Now why would this be a controversial topic? I don't think it's so much controversial. I think if anything Um, what has come to light, especially since the pandemic, is that mental health is a serious problem worldwide. I mean, think about it in terms of what happened during COVID. Many individuals who may have had a history of depression or anxiety were coping, right, prior to the pandemic, whether it was through psychotherapy or medications, they had developed effective coping skills, unfortunately during the pandemic that came crashing for many individuals. Um, They could not see their psychologist, they were unable to get medication, and it really became a mental health crisis, not only for individuals who had a pre-existing psychological condition, but for everybody. If you remember at the very beginning, it was pretty frightening time. Um, I had to come into the hospital every day and see many patients who had come from the acute setting. And it was really a lot of uncertainty for families, patients, obviously the staff. We had no idea of whether or not we were going to contract the COVID virus. And initially it was deadly, right? Uh, Apart from that, we weren't really too sure how to treat it. There wasn't enough protective equipment, which was rather scary. My husband had to make a mask for me because at that time, initially, that first week, there wasn't sufficient PPE at the facility where I was consulting at. So this became an issue not only for individuals with pre-existing psychological disorders, but everybody. We had become socially isolated. We were unable to uh, really participate in many of the activities that we enjoyed, or any of the activities, uh, to meet with others, to go to the movies, uh, exercise, gyms were closed. So the pandemic really showed us the importance of mental health. Now, one of the things that I want to clarify, people think Oh, mental health, that's just an issue for someone who has a mental disorder. No. When we think of health, you got to think of the body and the mind. It's it's one complete thing. You can look wonderful and be in shape, but if you're not well mentally, then you don't have good well-being, right? So you really got to look at mental health as something that you need to do for your well-being every single day. Day, and we're gonna talk about what you can actually do. I wanna give you some statistics as to why mental health is so important globally, not just here in the United States, but globally. Did you know suicide is the fourth leading cause of death for individuals between the ages of 15 and 29 worldwide? That's pretty devastating. People with mental health issues, mental illness, I should say, for many die prematurely two decades earlier. Now, I want you to think in terms of when we think of mental health, why so many people are still to this day and age uh, faced with the fact that they may not want to get treatment. There's still a stigma. Unfortunately, there's still a stigma. You must also be aware that unfortunately uh, for some individuals with mental health issues human rights have been violated we've known and heard of cases where people have been kept in treatment programs way too long they've only been treated with medication and not so not psychotherapy and some people have been discriminated whether it be for jobs or at school so these are still issues that are faced and as a result some people may refrain from getting treatment because they don't want the label. But I wanna give you some worldwide statistics so you can understand why the World Health Organization is so focused on mental health, okay? 10% of the world population has a mental disorder. That's 792 million people, that's a lot. Uh, If we're thinking in terms of percentage-wise, the highest percentage goes to anxiety disorders is about 4% worldwide. That's about 284 million individuals. Depression accounts for 3% of uh, mental health disorders. That's about 264 million. Surprisingly, when we think of eating disorders or schizophrenia or even bipolar disorder, each one is less than 1%. So eating disorder is 0.2%. Schizophrenia, 0.3%. That's less than 1% and bipolar disorder, 0.6%, which comes out to about 46 million worldwide. Any mental disorder and substance abuse, that's a whopping 13%. That's about 970 million um, individuals worldwide. So you can get a a understanding as to why the World Health Organization has decided to make this a priority. I wanna talk about some of the, the top issues, okay? The top mental health issues. Let's start out first with depression. What is depression? When we think of depression, it's important to really look at symptoms of depression. Usually that consists of difficulty concentrating, that may be reduced self-esteem or self-confidence, guilt, feelings of unworthiness, feelings of hopelessness and helplessness, uh, ideas of self-harm or suicide, disturbed sleep diminished appetite now it's important to understand there's individuals who suffer from a history of clinical depression meaning these are individuals that may be healthy um, not having any significant stressors they have a good support system um, they have access to doctors and psychologists and yet still are experiencing depression that's here we're talking about a long-term clinical depression And what that shows us is, you know, when it comes to those cases, it's not strictly based on what's happening in their lives. There are many individuals, unfortunately, who were living very good lives and still experienced depression that led to suicide. Uh, some of the recent cases that I can think of is Naomi Judd, very famous country singer who apparently had um, a lot of traumas in her life, but she had reached a point where she obviously was successful in her singing. She had, you know, two loving daughters. She was in another, uh, she had remarried and it was in a healthy marriage. Uh, financially, was very stable and yet um, ended her life. Anthony Bourdain, I used to love that show he used to travel all over the world expose us to different cultures um, tried different food got to meet people and you know his job was to taste it and drink it and you know form a critique if you will but it was always very positive it was amazing what he did Um, very personable seemed genuinely happy right and unfortunately he's another individual that ended his life Uh, Some of the younger ones may remember Avicii. Avicii was a very uh, popular EDM DJ. came up with various songs, very successful, and apparently, I didn't know this, he had a lot of medical issues. And I believe uh, one of the things that led to his suicide was excessive alcohol use. Uh, Those of you who are older, Kurt Cobain, uh, the lead singer of Nirvana, he was one that never really adjusted well to fame and dealt with depression for many years. Yet he was very successful and um, made obviously a significant amount of money, yet resulted to suicide. So it's important to understand that uh, in many cases when it comes to clinical depression, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the stressors around you. The person may may have some stressors, you know, in some of these cases it it was fame or they were dealing with a long history of depression, but um, in some cases. What's going on in their lives at the present time may not be indicative of something that would lead to depression. That's very different than someone who's dealing with a situational depression. They are currently going through some stressors in their life. Uh, Divorce, marital issues, domestic violence, familial issues, medical issues. These are cases whereby the person is indeed dealing with a situation that is contributing to their depression. So it's important to kind of understand the difference because obviously uh, for some individuals it's going to require some long-term treatment or monitoring. In other cases it may be during their stressor while it's occurring. Now the other big one is anxiety. What is an anxiety disorder? That's a big umbrella that includes several things. Most people when they think of anxiety, they think of a generalized anxiety disorder. And for a generalized anxiety disorder, what you tend to have is excessive worrying about everything, also difficulty concentrating with disturbed sleep. Um, You can also have some psychomotor agitation, irritability, restlessness. But then again, an anxiety disorder can also include phobias. Uh, and obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that actually consists of many of the mental health uh, disorders that currently take place. Again, when it comes to anxiety disorders, it could be something long-term, could be related to a trauma, or can even be related to something that may be going on in the individual's life at this time. Now, another big one, Um, that we're not gonna get so much into because it's pretty obvious but that is a huge factor especially here in the United States Um, we're talking about alcoholism and substance abuse when it comes to alcoholism keep in mind that it's about uh, 1.5 percent of the world population who deals with alcohol issues and here in the United States you know, everywhere in the world, alcohol is is legal, and some parts of the country, a person can drink um, at the age of 18. I think the United States is probably one of the ones that have one of the more stringent, or stringent, I should say, um, ages. Right, at 21 and over. Most people don't realize that alcohol is is toxic. It's a poison that you put into your body. And if not treated accordingly, not drinking the way you're supposed to, yeah, can definitely lead to death. But in other cases, it's an abuse that can lead to dysfunction at home and at work. Substance abuse, you know, years ago when we thought substance abuse, most people thought about, you know, heroin or, you know, cocaine. In the last several years, what has become a huge problem worldwide and especially here in the U.S. is fentanyl fentanyl, as you may or may not know, was introduced to assist in pain. It came through the pharmaceutical industry. However, it has now gone mainstream. They are selling it on the streets. It looks like pills. I saw something on the news the other day that was horrifying that they're making it look like little pills and they're colored. They look like candy. Um, They're actually stating that parents need to be very careful this Halloween to make sure that People are not getting it on the street and children are ingesting it, thinking that it's candy. So, you know, when we think about these factors, these percentages and these symptoms, many people say, well, this is not really a problem for me. I don't don't have this issue. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, life is full of stressors and chances are at some point in your life, if you haven't had the diagnoses at some point in your life you probably will simply because life is full of stressors that's what happens we deal with one stressor if we're fortunate we won't have to deal with another one for quite some time but majority of people are dealing with multiple stressors in their life whether it be work um, for the younger population school trying to figure out what they're going to do with their older if you are married dealing with your partner if you have children dealing with your children jobs finances. Now we're also dealing with, you know, illnesses when we think in terms of uh, COVID and flu and the monkeypox. We're also worried about the possibility of war. We're also dealing with a lot of racial tension. So there's a lot that is going on. You may not even be aware that you're dealing with some mental health issues. What can you do? Okay, so first thing I want you to consider is even if you're not dealing with any mental illness at this time. I want you to take a preventive measure. Every single day take care of your mental health. How do you do that? Several things simple things that you can do, believe it or not, exercise is one of them. Now I'm not saying you have to go out and join a gym or do you know three hours of exercising. no. It could be as simple as you know running, going for a walk, for some people is yoga, uh, for some people is dancing, but it's important to get the body moving. One of the things we know about exercise is that it you know, increases our endorphins in our brain and therefore we tend to feel happy. So exercise is something simple that you can do, preventive, eating right. That old saying that says we are what we eat, that's very true, not only for the body but for the mind. If you're putting good things into your body, the brain tends to also do good if you are not well you know what can happen you ever drank too much how did you feel the next day (laughs) not too good right so that's what i mean about ingesting good things into your body other things that you can possibly do rest that's right every single day take some time to to rest maybe clear your mind i like to do deep breathing simply breathing in through the nose three seconds breathing out your mouth For about six and I like doing that you know just for about a couple minutes a day two or three times a day or anytime I feel overwhelmed you will find that by introducing more oxygen to your body it will relax your body and your mind sleep 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 it's important that you get six to eight hours of sleep every night I need eight hours (laughs) I cannot function with less than Uh, Eight hours of sleep. I'll do it if I need to, but I'm not at my very best. Everybody's a little bit different, but the average is six to eight hours of sleep. If you're not sleeping well, chances are it will affect your mental health. You may feel irritable. You may feel down. You can't concentrate. So try to get some good sleep. Be grateful. Every single day we wake up, ladies and gentlemen, it is something to be grateful for. I have patients that can even breathe on their own they can't eat on their own, they can't stand, they can't move. So it's important to be grateful every single day for what you have. If you're facing challenges, try to find those blessings in your life that you can be appreciative of. Socialization doesn't mean that you have to socialize with people all the time, especially if you are an introvert, but it is important to have some kind of social contact. It could be your partner, it could be your friends, it could be your family. But it's important to have that. And that's something we learn, right, through COVID. We have to have that social contact. Goals and priorities. Set some goals, realistic goals, and organize your priorities. I think sometimes that's what happens. We we don't really prioritize things that really need to be prioritized, right? Like time for ourselves, right? Quite often we have to learn how to say no that used to be a big problem for me anytime somebody would ask me for something i would say sure sure i'll go ahead and do it and i realized that i was doing too much so make sure you kind of you know prioritize what is important to you you're spending time with your family i've had to learn not to go to certain events i I would feel bad about it, but I realized that I was going to different events for other people and I was really doing it to please them when I really needed to be spending more time with my children. And finally, thinking positively. It's, it's easy to fall into the negative, very easy. Um, something happens in our life, nine out of 10 people we assume the worst. If we're alone with our thoughts, We always think of the worst or things we need to do. I always tell people there's a reason to put prisoners who misbehave in solitary confinement, right? When we're alone with our thoughts, it's a dangerous thing. So try to think positively. No matter what you're going through, let's not assume the worst. And start your day just putting that mindset in your head. No matter what happens, I'm going to be able to conquer this and I'm going to face this. I'm going to think positively. Now. If indeed you are dealing with some of the symptoms that we talked about earlier, if you're dealing with depression or anxiety or substance abuse, get some help. It's usually not something you can conquer on your own. If you find that you're actually suicidal, call 911 or now they have 988, um, which is a, a suicide hotline, 988. There are usually... there usually is a mental health line that you can call in your state but there is a national uh, substance abuse mental health service administration hotline it's 1-800-662-4357 that's 1-800-662-HELP and that's a national line here in the United States you can also go to your primary care physician your general practitioner they may be better able to direct you as to where to go If you have insurance, you can seek out a psychologist, a mental health counselor, family therapist. You may need a psychiatrist for psychotropic medications. If you don't have insurance, and this is where the crisis comes in, go to a community mental health center. Quite often, you can find one in your area and it's usually designated for individuals who do not have insurance. And finally, Consider going to your local university, just about every university, especially if they offer graduate degrees in mental health counseling or psychology, do have a psychology clinic or counseling clinic. Quite often you may be able to see a doctoral student or a master student who's getting their degree in mental health counseling or general psychology, you'll be able to see a student who is supervised by a licensed psychologist and you can actually get psychotherapy for very minimal cost, sometimes as little as $5. Many of these places also have a psychiatrist that may be able to evaluate you. Again, these are just some of the suggestions if you're currently dealing with a mental, um, a, a mental disorder or again, trying to do it for preventive measures. So today that it is the world mental health day, please, please, please take time for yourself and really analyze what you're doing to protect your mental health. This is Dr. Santana, Dr. Nikki, and um, thank you for joining me today. Have a blessed day.